Hello, and welcome to Customer Experience Leaders Chat by NiceReply, where we talk to support professionals from all over the world and discuss what's behind their team's success. This interview is brought to you by NiceReply, an all-in-one customer satisfaction tool that helps you measure and improve the quality of your customer service. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on a future episode, please reach out to us at podcast at NiceReply.com. My name is Craig Stoss, and I'm here today with Hannah Steinman, Chief Operating Officer at Peak Support. Hannah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Craig. It's great to be here. Today, we were going to talk about content moderation and, and something that your company does a lot of with your, with your clients. And I'd love to hear uh, a little bit about how you define content moderation in the, in the scope of what you provide. Yeah, absolutely. So content moderation is the process of reviewing uh, content. <laughs> it could be content that's posted on your company's social media channel. Um, if you have a platform where people are sharing, if you have essentially your own platform, it's moderating content on that platform to make sure that it meets your company's guidelines. So social media companies are in the news a lot around content moderation um, because that's where a lot of this happens. But content moderation is really relevant for every company because every company could find themselves, any company that has a social media presence at all could find themselves with racist content, discriminatory content, um, hopefully not, but potentially even violent content coming up on their own feed, um, coming up in their support operations in some way. Um, So it's something that not every company needs a whole content moderation team, but every company needs to be thinking about it in some way. And this is a big topic and we've seen it everywhere from the retail industry, social media, uh, it includes things like politics, it includes different countries and and different cultures. Uh, It's a massive topic and it's something that we probably can't uh, cover in a 20 minute podcast, but what are the implications for your support team when there is a lack of content moderation? Yeah, absolutely. So um, if your support agents aren't prepared and aren't trained, um, you, there's a, there are a lot of risks with that if something does come up. Um, if, say, there starts to be a conversation on your feed um, where there's a lot of racist or discriminatory content, um, if maybe your company gets embroiled in some controversy, maybe your ad shows up uh, next uh, on some racist content, or you know you're sponsoring something um, that is controversial. Uh, if your agents aren't prepared, things can get out of hand really quickly, <laughs> and also your agents themselves can be uh, you know very stressed. Uh, you know it's it's very very challenging to deal with if you're not trained. Um, And in particular, um, if you have international agents or agents from multiple locations, they may not have the same background around a political issue um, or around particularly issues of racism as as someone on your in-house team might. So you just really that doesn't mean they can't moderate, but it does mean that you you have you do have to have some training and some guidelines in place. I think that's a really good point that there's a lot of nuance to this that that may not be part of the lived experiences of of everyone you're working with. So so preparation must be hard. And and so what are the keys to preparing your agents? Yeah, so the first piece of preparing your agents is having clear guidelines. And your guidelines for uh, your users, your public-facing guidelines might be deliberately broad to give you a lot of flexibility, but your guidelines for your agents need to be as specific as possible because you've got to give them guidance. 
what is, for example, objectionable language? What is offensive content? Uh, those words like that, which are in a lot of companies' guidelines, can mean a lot of different things. So you need to give um, really clear guidelines to your agents. And then the second piece of that is training. So it has to go beyond the guidelines. You've got to actually look at real world examples and have discussions. Does this violate the guidelines? Is this offensive? Is this objectionable? Or is it not? Um, because it's really tough. It can be really tough to be objective. These are very personal um, decisions. And, uh, you know, as an agent, your agents can get very emotional, especially if they're in a group that's being impacted by whatever's being talked about. So, um, so the guidelines, training, um, a third piece is having a supportive environment where agents can raise questions. Uh, you know, one of our uh, team leads, two, two of our team leads who've been doing this for a long time, Ashley and Jasmine, one of the things they've said is you, you want to have a, a chat group where people really feel comfortable raising um, anything where, you know, there's a lot of very controversial topics being discussed Agents need to feel comfortable raising their hands and saying, is this discrimination? Is this misinformation? And there's got to be um, an open and you know, really communicative environment for them to do that. Um, one, of, one of our team leads said, I tell agents, if they've been thinking about something for more than 10 minutes, it's too long. <laughs> Bring it to the group and we'll talk about it. Because um, it can get very hard. It's very easy to just you know, really spend a lot of time thinking about it and trying to make these decisions. It's important to have that opportunity for support. But the other piece here is that these things are changing all of the time. Uh, I mean, QAnon is just uh, moving faster than any of us could imagine. And so um, you really have to empower your agents on the front lines to be bringing new things to the team. Um, and one of the things we've done is started to collect some of these symbols. There's a lot of symbols and, and code words um, that a lot of white supremacist groups use. So for example, double parentheses around someone's name indicates that they're Jewish. So there's things like that, which if you're not in that community, <laughs> you might not know that. And we've really had to learn. And so, um, so, but you've got to empower your agents to do that. There's no way that one person um, leading the team, you know, can be um, collect all of this information about what's happening, what conspiracy theories are out there, um, you know, where are there, you know, issues of potential discrimination and violence. So you've got to empower your agents on the front lines to be bringing that to the team. And, and that's just an ongoing process. The constant evolution is, is absolutely true. I've noticed it in my own uh, career and personal life where certain phrases you know, you may not understand the origins of them and, and they may be uh, triggers that, that you weren't aware of, uh, you know, maybe 10 years ago, even two years ago, probably to some degree. Um, it's interesting. How do you, you know, you, you talk about that evolution, but how do you keep on top of that? Uh, do you rely on, on education from external resources to your company, such as your customers? Yeah, I think it's, it is a constant evolution and there's no one set process for staying on top of it. Um, it really is about um, empowering your agents to have the, their ear to the ground, whether it's, um, you know, listening to their customers, seeing what customers and users are talking about, um, just seeing what's coming up in the forums that they're moderating. Uh, it, it really comes down to your agents, just much like in any support role where your agents are the front line of the brand, your agents are the ones who are going to be hearing about these trends and changes soonest. So making sure um, they're aware of how critical that role is and that they feel empowered um, to bring it back to the team. And 
in order to make this successful, there, there's probably some hiring profile tips that you have as far as people who can make these objective decisions. And, and so what are the considerations that you put into building a team to make this successful? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Jasmine, who does a lot of our recruiting um, around this, has talked about the importance of a facilitator mindset. So, you know, like I mentioned, it's, no, none of us are unbiased, right? We all bring our emotions. We all bring ourselves to our work. Um, but when you're doing content moderation, you really have to root it in the guidelines and say, does this violate the guidelines or not? And so that facilitator mindset, that ability to evaluate things from an objective lens is, um, is one of the key things that we look for. Um, it's also really important with, um, with these sorts of things to uh, build a diverse team. And it's uh, one of the things we found is that the remote model is very helpful for that. Because if you've got a physical call center in one town, uh, you know, maybe it's in a town that's 90% white, it's really hard to build a diverse team that's going to be tackling all of these really sensitive issues. So, um, you know, for us, we've got people um, all over the U.S., all over the world, uh, you know, we're able really to hire from anywhere, which makes it much easier to build that diverse team, which I think is so important for tackling these, these issues in the right way. So, and finally, you know, to help our listeners gauge how this applies to them, you know, you said earlier that it applies to a broad uh, type of, co of company. Um, maybe talk a little bit about you know, if you're not in social media, if you're in some other business, how, how you can implement trust and safety and content moderation capabilities. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, right, not every company is dealing with this on a daily basis. You might be a small e-commerce company and saying, what does this have to do with me? Um, and I think what I would say to that is you'd be surprised uh, how companies who are um, not necessarily thinking about content moderation or trust and safety as a whole, find themselves, uh, and not prepared for it, find themselves at risk. And um, so content moderation is part of this broader umbrella of trust and safety, which includes, um, for example, a lot of fraud detection as well, which affects a wide range of companies um, who could see different scams coming through their systems. And so um, I would say, you know, if companies are not, if, if a company has not seen anything like this, congratulations, that's fantastic. <laughs> Lucky you. Um, but it is something that it is good to start thinking about. And it really comes down to um, essentially doing a risk assessment. Where are the areas where um, you could start to see risk? Either um, a content moderation risk, which is really about your reputation and your brand, um, or a more of a trust and safety risk. What kind of fraud could potentially be um, perpetrated through your platform, um, through folks masquerading as customers trying to use your product. Um, so I, I think I would really start um, for those companies with educating themselves on what those possible risks are, um, reading about some of the things that have happened to, to other companies, and just starting to go through that process of thinking about um, what are the steps they can take to start to mitigate the biggest risks that are out there. Um, that's really what this is about. It's about risk. Um, so, you know, all of the all of the things many companies are going through around cybersecurity and data privacy, um, expand that to think about content moderation, to think about trust and safety, about issues of fraud, um, because you'd be very, very surprised um, what can happen <laughs> that companies are completely unprepared for. 
Hannah, this was really great. Uh, excellent conversation and something that is absolutely super relevant to, to our listeners. So thank you very much for sharing your story. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, it was great to be on and great to be talking about this. And thank you all for listening to Customer Experience Leaders Chat by Nice Reply with today's guest, Hannah Steinman from Peak Support. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please leave a rating or share it with others. And always make sure to check out our other support interviews and more quality content at nicereply.com.